Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, it's not here. Hello and welcome to Allegedly Astrology. Each week we'll be breaking down the astrology that happened during some of the biggest scandals and events in history. Dana, what are we talking about in this episode? Today we are talking about the digital activists and lords of the trolls, my heroes, Anonymous. <laughs> my Dana's heroes. Uh, you know them for the Guy Fox masks they wear and for hacking people, corporations, and governments in the name of social justice. At the height of their popularity in 2012, they were actually named one of Time Magazine's most influential people and had thousands of activists working with them. But after remaining quiet for the last two years, they are finally back. Some people see them as digital Robin Hoods, others see them as cyber terrorists. But I'm curious, Sarah, how do they get their start? So Anonymous may go by one name, but they're actually a decentralized group of activists that work on what they call projects together. Um, It's also worth noting that just because you're an anonymous, it doesn't mean you necessarily all believe in the same things. People can come in and out whenever they want to work on a project for a cause they believe in. It's not like an in or out kind of thing. Yeah, it's like we could want to hack like Citibank together, but then maybe I don't want to hack like, I don't know, like the Catholic Church. It's like we you don't all have to like be together on everything. You could kind of like come and go as you please. And just about anyone could do an act and claim it for anonymous. Like we could be like, fuck this computer and throw it on the ground and be like, anonymous. So (laughs) it's like pretty like free flowing. Um, But this now incredibly well-known group was started in the bowels of the fucking internet by a bunch of teens, because of course, on 4chan. Of all things. Uh, 4chan. Whenever I think of 4chan, I just think of incels. But Do not um, make fun of 4chan because that's how Anonymous came after this Nazi. I'm not making fun. I'm just stating my word associations. But 4chan, <laughs> 4chan is an image sharing site that's considered the hub of internet subculture. This site is the birthplace of many of the memes you know today, such as LOL cats and Rickrolling, which I definitely had to Google, but now I know what it is. It was um, random. But it, it was kind of a weird thing. Yeah, it was and like a bro thing or something because I never did it to anyone. But I guess yeah, it like it's a, a thing. it's very bizarre. Um, but it's also known for the creation of groups such as Anonymous and the alt right, and so it's faced its fair share of criticism due to racism, misogyny, threats of violence that happen there. But because 4chan has such an influence on society. I feel like we need to look at its chart. I'm here and prepared for that. 4chan <laughs> was founded on October 1st, 2003. Um, so we don't have a big three uh, because we don't have the rising, but we know it's a Libra sun, which makes sense because it does like give a platform to all voices. And Libras are the signs, the scales of justice. They are a sign um, without one opinion. They have many or none. Usually not, but they do. It's a free and fair sign, the fair sign of all. And they have a Mars. Um, Mars is in zero degrees Pisces in their chart. And it's um, Aquarius or Uranus is in 29 degrees Aquarius. And this is an out of sign conjunction, which I don't believe I've talked about yet on this, but it's pretty cool. It's kind of like um, I would think of out of sign conjunctions like fraternal twins. Um, and another fun fact is that Mary Kate and Ashley are fraternal twins. So think about it like that. <laughs> They can look alike, but they can act differently. So Mars conjunct Uranus. um, Mars is power and it's spreading and it's aggression. And Uranus is innovation and change Um, in the sign of Aquarius, which is new ideas, progress. 
and um mars and pisces is like it's just like ethereal kind of like um cartoon porn i would say it's what i think of what i think of mars and pisces to be honest um <laughs> cartoon and, porn? yeah I, <laughs> and, well and especially with this con, like this conjunction so um this conjunction is power uh it's aggression and it's also like the like cuteness of pisces and like the like revolution of air aquarius it's very much conspiracy theories as fuck it's chaos it's like it's power without direction and power in every direction and especially in these signs pisces is all over the place aquarius just wants to disrupt the system um all state could adopt this as their new mayhem this aspect <laughs> and like honestly I, I again this is like big cartoon porn vibes like i'm not surprised that cartoon porn is a kind of a thing there i went on their page like i went on fortune and, and was like greeted with cartoon porn i was like (laughs) it's just not my thing um but like i also when i saw this i was like wow 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 and then also like this isn't shocking like i have to keep reminding myself that yeah astrology the reason i continue to be interested in it is that it keeps confirming reality so um additionally there's a sagittarius moon and i mean what do we know about sagittarius moons i'm one elisa's one it's reactivity dogma committed to nothing except justice and or quote-unquote justice like depending on what justice is that week it's philosophies it's staunch opinions based on ever-changing philosophies and um i once again i have this so if anyone who's a sag moon hit me up we can talk about it i'm not trying to come for you um (laughs) plus there's neptune and aquarius which is like a rebellious impulse but lacking clarity around goals or purpose of rebellion uh dana you're saying libra is basically just all opinions are welcome when mars connects with uranus it leads to just straight up anarchy um you and i know all about the sag moon Mm -hmm. we just have like all the opinions and you know all of our opinions matter immensely we can definitely relate to that and um plus neptune and aquarius which is just fucking shit up to fuck shit up like what else what else is there well said yeah and this chart to me perfectly describes the essence the essence of 4chan 4chan is this place where there literally are no rules on the internet and this is the place where anonymous got their name and they got their name because 4chan doesn't have usernames which that like you can't register you have to type in the username yourself and this to me really hits on that mars uranus interaction in aquarius like there's like no rhyme or reason there's not even a way you could sign up to show your name like that is the chaos and the nature of 4chan. So um, there's like no order, even when it comes to the posting, like the essence of this site and how you share information has no order. So if you didn't specify a username, your posts would say they're from anonymous by default. So that's, you know, the core, how they got their name. Users on this site walked with each other in chat rooms and some even met up in real life, but they eventually realized that they had enough numbers to coordinate and start to fuck with people. The original trolls. Yes, like 100% OG trolls. They started out as cyber bullies and they would do things for lulls as they called them, like L-U-L-Z. And a lot of the times it was just fucking with kids, to be honest. <laughs> Which is really weird. Um, but yeah, I know I read about one time they went on this Finnish networking site called Habo Hotel um, with identical avatars and blocked like regular Habo Hotel members from going into the hotel's digital pool. Which, like, <laughs> why do people want to yeah. do that? Uh, but they kept saying it was it was 
closed due to AIDS, which <laughs> they thought was lulls, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. I feel like it was probably like The Sims, but that's like a wild guess. Like I have not looked into it. Um, I love The uh, Sims. <laughs> Right? So bizarre. Um, and that's kind of only a taste of their early fuckery. Um, an interesting thing about Anonymous um, is that it's our first group where we've never had a date of its origination. So we can't pinpoint an exact date for them because they don't even really know when it happened. It happened like their joining up happened somewhere between 2003 and 2007 um, in the darkest corners of the internet. But can't we look at like societal transits and like what was going on around those, the years of like the 2003, 2007-ish timeframe? Oh, we absolutely can. Neptune and Aquarius opposite Saturn and Leo this is what I would call the birth of woke culture, like the birth of Venus, only Ooh. not something that we want to make art about. Neptune <laughs> is a planet of illusions, deception, altruism, inebriation, and Aquarius is a sign of the collective, the activist, the rebel. Saturn is restriction, discipline, and structure, and Leo is a sign of the self. So blending these energies is like, the, again, woke culture. It's like denial of reality, though, too, um, which kind of is what a lot of woke culture involves. Um, and you're saying woke culture, right? Yes, I, okay. woke culture. My, woke sorry, culture. I I'm just so thinking, woke that my words all blend together because I don't I see keep, words. I keep thinking you're saying woke culture. <laughs> no, woke Whoa. and woke. It's like not just the birth of woke culture, woke culture, but also <laughs> kind of like if you think about it, it's like the illusion of how we present ourselves to others because, like, um, j- like there's just like the illusion planet and then it's like ourselves. So it's like on one hand, it's the restriction of self. And on the other hand, it's like the obscuration, not a word, you know, of self. Um, And then furthermore, this aspect just kind of like really screams anonymity because Saturn and Leo is restricting the idea of self and Neptune and Aquarius is obliterating the, obliterating the concept of the collective. So it's like deceptive innovation. And that transit makes a lot of sense because right around that time was the beginning of a lot of social networks. So this is when people sort of started using the internet, not just to like look up facts or information or get copies of their, you know, term papers, but they use it to escape the world and sort of create a new idea and a new reality. Yeah. And for Anonymous, you know, they were all chilling on 4chan. That's where they went to escape. And for the majority of the time at the beginning, they were just dicking around and being assholes. But then they started harassing this guy, Hale Turner, which is why we cannot shit on 4chan. Like if last episode, John Bonet was like, don't sue us. This episode is like, don't fucking hack us. Like, please. Um, because with Hal Turner, if you don't know him, he was this fucking Nazi, but he had a podcast and he kind of like offhandedly talked shit about 4chan. Um, and so anonymous kind of gathered together and they would shut down his website all the time. They would clog his phone lines. Um, and they would also order thousands of pizzas. At his house. <laughs> what? Uh, yeah. I mean, besides that being a giant waste of food, it's pretty hilarious, but, um, they were doing this more because he pissed them off. Um, rather than just solely because of his ideology, because apparently he said something bad about 4chan. So the OG anonymous members that originated on 4chan just got like super pissed, which is kind of the level of pettiness I aspire to, not going to lie. Oh my God. Yeah. I like like, that for you. 
<laughs> yeah, that, that's a great look. <laughs> but um, for their first big coordinated effort against something other than like, you know, kids or like weirdos on social media and like Hitler's pride hell was against, of all things, Scientology. Um, so if you remember back in the day, Tom Cruise, who's an actor, if you don't know who he is, because I feel like he's been like lurking in the shadows for a while now. But a few years ago, he was like publicly jerking to Scientology because he's like a huge Scientologist himself. And, you know, he was jumping on Oprah's couch, like just screaming into the camera with wild eyes. Like everyone felt like really weird and uncomfortable. So he also, I guess, did something else kind of weird during this time. And Gawker, which like RIP, posted a video of him, like just hardcore praising Scientology. I couldn't find the video. It seems like it was taken down, but it's supposed to be even more bizarre than the Oprah couch jump. Um, But almost immediately after they posted this video, Scientology sent Gawker a cease and desist letter, like telling them to like take it the fuck down. And getting that video taken down... um but also keeping it off the internet in the years since is like the most Scientology thing ever. Um, Scientology is a quote religion. Um, However, countries like Germany and France classify it as an anti-constitutional sect and also a dangerous cult. Um, They have a lot of money, mostly because they fully evade paying taxes due to their classification as a religious institution. Um, But a lot of celebrities are involved, like Tom Cruise and John Travolta, and it's pretty widely known you just should not mess with or speak ill against Scientology or its famous members or else they're like Wizard of Oz, like PR machine will just fully come for you. Yeah, like Scientology is not one to fuck with. They like literally destroy your life and like the lives of everyone you know. But Anonymous, they didn't really care because they're all about protecting individual liberties. So they were just kind of like, um, fuck you. No one fucks with the press. So they just went after Scientology the way they know best by hacking. So they downed Scientology's website and then they called everyone together to have this huge protest in front of the Scientology Center in LA, which had this huge turnout and got them a ton of headlines. And then they kind of started doing this like collection of like pranks, protests, and hacks towards Scientology, which eventually became known as. Project Chanology, Chanology, which like could have a better name. Like, yeah, yeah, they could use a little more PR uh, on their side. But I feel like this is the world's like true introduction introduction to Anonymous because, you know, obviously it was like a physical people at a physical protest and they weren't just like lurking in the shadows of the Internet anymore. So I'm curious what was happening around this time. Okay, so on the protest date, um, well, on January 15th, 2008, Mars was retrograde in Gemini opposite Pluto and Sagittarius. And this to me said, huh, yeah, that figures. Okay. <laughs> so Mars's power, energy, man spreading, it's retrogrades. Uh, well, retrogrades enhance these energies and Gemini is duplicates, discussion, gossip, theorizing, changing of minds. Retrograde planets in Gemini like often favor underdogs or second choices um, or runners up. Um, Pluto is transformation, points of no return, and Sag is beliefs, religion, philosophy, open-mindedness. Once again, together, these signs and, like, big planets in these signs, because they're both mutable signs, just kind of produce, like, a sort of, like, dogma and, like, a chaos of, like, ugh, you know? Like, I mean... (laughs) Um, and then on February 10th, 2008, we have Pluto had moved into zero degrees Capricorn. So this is, like, a huge shift. Pluto is, like, a very 
long cycle. It's like a 250 years to like do cycle the whole zodiac. So it spends a lot of time in one sign. Um, Mercury was retrograde in Aquarius and sun, the sun had, uh, was conjunct Neptune in Aquarius. So this is, um, in one short sentence, society is changing. Um, it's actually like huge, uh, <laughs> and, um, Pluto and Capricorn is dismantling structures and we still have this transit occurring right now. So can't feel um, that yeah, hundred percent as the world <laughs> well, yeah. burns <laughs> and as your five of like Capricorn planets are like, hello, yeah. welcome Act- to my world. Activated as I know. Yeah. Like that's um, my life all the time. Not just the 20 years, uh, Pluto's in Capricorn. <laughs> It's very fun. You're fun. Um, well, you are really fun. Anyway, okay. Um, and then we have Mercury. So Mercury retrograde in Aquarius is discussion of the collective and things being said that might be like walked back on later because of the retrograde. That's what happens during a lot of retrograde. So this is how to conceptualize all Mercury retrograde periods. Things will be said that will probably be walked on back later. Like, you know, that impulse to like text an ex or like when you get a text from your ex, you're like, wow, it just figures. And like, you want to believe it, but like, just don't. Okay. Uh, they mean it at the time, or you might mean it at the time, but you're going to walk back on it inevitably. <laughs> um, and the sun is identity and destiny, and Neptune is illusion. So this further obscures purpose about the like collective. Well, I, so Mars and Gemini, we've seen this before. It's just in your sp- chart. It's going to spread information and just get yeah. people talking. Um, again, Pluto and Capricorn changing structures. We're feeling this a ton right now. Which makes sense for Anonymous just going up against Scientology. I mean, this was a pretty big deal for Anonymous because, like I mentioned, they were kind of just like, you know, dudes. I'm assuming they're dudes. Just people, um, you know, messing around on the internet in the shadows. But the Scientology protests, like, truly showed that they could coordinate a large-scale effort and make a difference. Yeah. And even they were surprised by the turnout. But once again, like, Pluto and Cap, like... That's literally the underdogs, these like guys in the internet against Scientology, this huge organization. So the Scientology protests got them a lot of attention and they could thank Mars and Gemini for that, um, for getting everyone talking. Um, and then activists started wanting to join up with them. And all the trolls and neckbeards that were among the first to have started anonymous started to get pissed. Also, don't hack us, please, um, because they just wanted to harass people online and like make dick memes or whatever the fuck else they were doing. So around that time, Anonymous started to split into two distinct groups. It was, you know, people that wanted to troll for fun for those lulls and people that wanted to use the Internet for activism. Anonymous spurred the term hacktivism, which is a type of activism where you use technology or hacking as a form of civil disobedience to promote change or political agenda. Yeah, they were like OG hacktivists. And after this, they waged a cyber attack against PayPal and MasterCard, which like the fucking big dogs, for blocking WikiLeaks donations. And then they followed that up in 2014 with probably their most high profile hack at this time, which was in support of Michael Brown and the protests in Ferguson, Missouri. And Michael Brown was an unarmed black teenager who was shot and killed by Ferguson police officer Darren Wilson. And um, while this movement largely took place only in a Midwest suburb, it really garnered a national and worldwide attention. Yeah. And in response to Michael Brown's death and the protest movement in Ferguson, Anonymous down the city's web servers, gave out personal information about the police chief and released audio recordings of the emergency dispatchers talking about the shooting because everyone was like, 
hush hush about it. Like they weren't really giving out that much information. So anonymous was like, fuck you. Here it is. But this kind of backfired because they lost a ton of credibility when they announced the name of a police officer claiming that he was the shooter and they turned out to be wrong. So their reputation was basically shit at this point. Yeah. And, you know, Anonymous sort of continued to take some more hits. Not surprisingly, I mean, hacking huge companies and government organizations is kind of is going to get you some heat. And so the FBI started tracing anonymous hackers and arresting them. At this time, Mercury was conjunct in Aries and Mercury is huge for any sort of organization, like whatever the transiting Mercury and Mercury at all founding dates or like uh, dates of impetus is like that. Um, And so anything Mercury is also huge for anything dealing with the Internet, anything that has to do with intelligence, including spying intelligence and um, Uranus once more is disruption. Um, So here we come to understand how Uranus is like a theme for anonymous because like, except this time it's their own medicine really coming back to them. Um, And so Mars was also retrograde in Virgo at this time. And when I saw this, I like just tingled all over, to be honest. (laughs) My God. Ew. I know. (laughs) I didn't mean it like that. Stop sexualizing me. Um, Yeah, Patsy Ramsey. I'm a real Patsy Ramsey today. (laughs) Yeah, you're Patsy. Patsy is going to be the new Karen. Yeah. (laughs) Patsy is a mob term, isn't it? Uh, Yeah, I think it's like, it's a Patsy. He's a Patsy, or else it's like a prison term. It's something. Lucci. Patsy is like when someone takes the fall for something. Oh, yeah, of course you know. (laughs) We've been over Mars retrograde and like carrying the theme of man spreading, thwarted power, grabbing for power. And this time it's in Virgo, which is another mutable sign. Last time when I talked about it, like, you know, the last time I talked was when it was in Gemini. Um, Virgo is a sign of health. Um, the sign of perfection and the sign of service. And when I just first saw this, um, when I looked at the chart and like saw Mars retrograde in Virgo, my immediate thing was eating disorders in my head. <laughs> so I would like, it like screams like Soylent to me, not necessarily, but oh anyway. God. Um, that's just a, an aside. This was, yeah, nothing. <laughs> oh yeah. So just like another hot take. It's also interesting because um, the first protest occurred with Mars retrograde in Gemini, remember? And so Gemini and Virgo are the two signs ruled by Mercury. So it's wild that their first apprehension occurred in this sort of follow-up pattern where Virgo is ruled by Mercury and it's a Mars retrograde, like Mars retrograde in Gemini is ruled by Mercury. It has to answer to Mercury. And so the same thing goes for Mars retrograde in, Gem- in Virgo. Yeah. So it's like a Mercury themed um, retrogrades are occurring and then it's like just kind of like weaving together the story. And I went ahead and looked up the next time Mars will retrograde in Gemini and it's 2022. So get ready for some anonymous bullshit. Ooh. Ooh. Um, also, isn't it, isn't there something with like when something happens in Gemini, there's like two, like th- two things tend to happen. It's good for symmetry and also, yeah, d- like duplicity or yeah. like d- duplicate events. Yeah, two. You're right. Just what you said is exactly true. And then I just said oh. all those words. <laughs> So, yeah, so this is like kind of the second part of that original Mars and Gemini that we saw, like when they went on their protest against Scientology and started fucking with Scientology. Um, And it's just interesting because like Mars retrograde and Mercury in the Mercury ruled sign of Gemini put them on the map because once again, the Scientology protests. And then a few years later, um, it kind of would like Mars retrograde happens again in another Mercury ruled sign Virgo. And this time it kind of takes them off the map. So it's like the opposite 
kind of like chain reaction to what started. And this sends them underground. And then since then, Anonymous has been like pretty low key. But that all changed on May 28th, 2020, when they posted a video saying, we're fucking back, bitches. And I, you know, if you think back to May 28th, 2020, this was just a few days after the death of George Floyd and the subsequent protests that were ramping up across the country and all over the world. And Anonymous is typically most active during times when civil liberties are threatened. And I mean, what better time to come back than our current reality when our rights as human beings are consistently under attack? So it's really not surprising that they would make their return now. No. And so when that was happening, Mercury was conjunct the North Node at 29 degrees Gemini, which um, is like really just big, like hold my dick energy. Like <laughs> hold my dick. You know, I'm getting back in the game. I've been gone. You thought I was dead. I'm not. Return of troll energy. So Mercury, one more time, is communication, it's intelligence, and it rules Gemini, the sign of the twins, trolls, tricks, curiosity. Um, and the North Node is destiny, fate. Uh, it's the direction that life is moving. Um, and so like the nodes are like a compass for like hot topics, major themes. And it's important to note that they move backwards. So like the node was moving backwards as Mercury was moving forwards. Um, and so it was kind of like this cool swing of together. Like, I mean, this isn't, an, an, I mean, it's in Gemini. How titillating. <laughs> yeah. So Mercury meeting the North Node legit to me just spells out like the announcement, like we're back, like kick down the door. Um, and since they've been back, they've been keeping themselves pretty busy. Um, one of the things they did was work with K-pop fans, which if you don't know, um, they are Korean pop music fans and they are like the ultimate stands of stands. And they work together to drown out racial hashtags on Twitter, which was pretty cool. And at the start of the Black Lives Matter protests, K-pop fans actually took over hashtags like White Lives Matter and MAGA with videos of K-pop stars performing, which essentially just drowned out all the racist content. So when you would search those hashtags instead of seeing all of that racist shit, you would just see like K-pop. So, I mean, it's a major flex. I feel like I got to like stand K-pop more in my day-to-day life. Oh my God, yeah. Like I remembered when that was trending, like I saw like MAGA trending and like White Lives Matter and I was like, Jesus Christ. But then I clicked it and it was just videos of like these Korean people singing. And I was like, I don't know what's happening, but I'm, like, <laughs> I'm into it, I guess. <laughs> um, but it wasn't just activists and fans of K-pop music that were pumped to see a Anonymous. There was another group of people that were jerking for Anonymous's return. And this was a surprise to me, but it was Gen Z. I mean, as scared as I am of Burke Ramsey suing us, I'm <laughs> equally terrified of being internet bullied slash shamed by Gen Z. It is a um, fear. They it's, hate it's us because real... like avocado toast. I know. I mean, <laughs> the, some of those memes of like, you know, making fun of us for liking like Harry Potter and avocados are like, re- they, they like hit deep. <laughs> Um, one time one of my coworkers, like I misidentified her as a millennial and she was so offended. She like, didn't talk to me for a week. She was just like, I can't believe you associate (laughs) me with one of you. Um, but yeah, Gen Zers are the generation after us millennials specifically born between 1996 and 2015. They are the first digital native generation, which means they've lived their entire lives with and on the internet, which is totally crazy to think about. Um, They are very politically engaged, which is awesome. I hope that they can save the world. Um, And they basically grew up protesting in the womb. So obviously they're obsessed with Anonymous. So I feel like we got to hear more about the Gen Z chart. 
So when I do a chart for a generation, I do it on January 1st from the first year that that generation starts. Um, according to Deloitte, it's 1995. So this is January 1st, 95's chart. Um, Uranus is conjunct Neptune and Capricorn, which is a stark contrast to Uranus or to uh, Saturn conjunct Neptune and Capricorn. Um, this is protest and the dismantling of structures. Um, it's less of an escapist vibe. It's Saturn was also in Pisces at the time. So that's a restriction of like puddly emotions and a restriction of like the, the escapist aspects that we tend to have. Yeah. Like when I saw this, I was like, dude, Gen Z, like, I don't know if you guys have ever watched Fight Club, but there is a scene where Tyler Durden, which is Brad Pitt, probably like oh my God, the his best. Yeah. Like zero fucks anarchist Brad Pitt is like everything yeah he's in the kitchen with ed norton and they just start burning themselves with lye because when you put lye on your skin it just like burns your skin and brad pitt the whole time is like feel the pain don't run away from it like don't go like you have to experience this pain and like fight against it kind of like accept your fate and that to me is gen z which is why i'm scared of them but like Please save Holy us shit. so we yeah. can eat more avocado toast. Like <laughs> and watch Harry Potter yeah. over and over again. Like us millennials are like, please give us Molly. Let us escape from the hellhole. Like we will go <laughs> to an island, even like knowing that our wishes won't be fulfilled because we just need to escape. Gen Z is like starkly healthier and like less escapist than former generations. My little cousins who are Gen Z are like just healthy because they're like it's important to be healthy and i'm like okay yeah, yeah it's like oh i just smoked 18 cigarettes in one night for fun yeah wow. they're not they're not gonna drink four locos in one evening four four locos in one evening let me tell you or Much mix them one. with tequila That's yeah. but yeah gen z just like besides their health they do not give a fuck and they will figure out how to bully you in a way you'll never see coming because like Elise was saying, they were born with goddamn iPads like hooked up to their eyes since birth, which makes a lot of sense because Gen Z and Anonymous allegedly coordinated it for this year's ultimate fucking troll for Trump's rally in Tulsa. And for anyone not aware of this foolery, all of these kids, which honestly I was like genius. Like I, I never crossed my mind. You could do something like this. But Super brilliant. Yeah, they essentially reserved all these tickets for the rally. So the Trump campaign was like, holy shit, like we're going to have the biggest campaign ever. We're expecting 200,000 people. And they like built that like fucking extra stage outside. And then like in the end, it was just like maybe I think maybe less than 10,000 people. So it was just sad seeing like all the people, like probably the interns, like taking those metal chairs from outside and like folding them back up. I mean, it wasn't sad. It was like hilarious. Um, but yeah, I mean, I hope that showed uh, DT a lesson because, you know, these are not people to fuck with. But speaking of lesson learning, I feel like we need to talk about the Saturn return. Um, a Saturn return is when the planet Saturn comes back to meet your natal Saturn. And so this takes about like 29 and a half years for this very slow moving planet to return to where it was when you were born and you know basically like whether you're ready or not saturn returns just deliver like a big old wake-up call yeah and if you're around 30 to 31 which is like us you're just finishing your first saturn return and like we could tell you it fucking blows like i feel like i got my teeth fucking kicked in mm-hmm, absolutely um, emotionally and kind of physically <laughs> um but because Saturn returns, like, during that time, Saturn's going to slap you on the wrist. 
and hit you with a reality check because Saturn wants to like spur you into getting your shit back together. And everyone and everything has a Saturn return, even the internet. Yeah, my Saturn return, I feel like, I mean, not before. I only feel it's after my Saturn return or like, which is closely almost over, which is like, I start. I feel like I started as a Pisces and I am now a Capricorn. Like, just in terms of like. Like you started out. Well, yeah, I used to be like, everything's pretty cool and fun (laughs) and fine. Everything will go my way. And now I'm like, hmm. Now you no. just like someone says hi to you and you're just like, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> what do they want? Well, I have like a mask and sunglasses on, so I just don't even have to pretend I hear. Um, so the internet Saturn return though. Okay, so the internet unsurprisingly has Saturn and Aquarius. Aquarius is ruled by uh, Saturn and traditional astrology, which is what I reference um, or use for references, the traditional rulerships. Um, and so Aquarius is the collective. It's also technology. Um, and Saturn rules restriction, discipline, structure, and order. Um, it usually lasts, again, like two and a half to three years. And what we can expect, I, I've been thinking about this a lot. And I think like one thing for sure is that like like Jack Dorsey, hottie that he is, is <laughs> trying to um, implement, or not trying to, I mean, he's like control of Twitter. Uh, he's like the clicking rule. You know what I'm talking about? What is that? Like you can't share a link without actually clicking it first because a lot of people are sharing misinformation on articles yeah. that they're not reading. Bingo. Um, and so that's just like one thing that I think will happen again. And also the internet is going to be called to grow up during this time. Everything that's occurred, like it's gone through its teens, it's gone through its like like, you know, it's like not pubescent, like it, people have to like be responsible because this is a part of our lives now and it's not going away. And so like, um, Sarah, you were talking about the social dilemma, like that seems like a really appropriate time for that, um, documentary to come out, just kind of like reeling it in, like getting, like implementing and not just like having like, Oh, how long am I on the internet every day? Like using like a time thing, like it's thinking I can't really like, it's, it's also not like not engaging, like not being like a troll, even though I love trolls. Like it's just kind of, I guess, accepting that this is a part of everyday life and the internet will have to kind of like, there will, it will have to be regulated in ways that, and like that we haven't ever thought of and that I won't be responsible for thinking about, <laughs> I mean, or like implementing, but like there will just be like, it's going to be different. And like, I think in some ways it might feel like oppressive, but like some things are just going to have to be like, it's gonna have to be new. It's like a new world order. We're already starting to see the potential themes of the internet Saturn return. You know, the internet came out and it's, I mean, the internet still is great. It's magical. You could like press a button and like get like a fucking Turkey baster delivered to your door the next day or like whatever you want is ready for you to find. Um, And then also social networks, the social networks, when they came out, they seemed so great at the time, but now they're having a lot of negative effects. Like 4chan, for example, spurred Anonymous, but also brought QAnon into the mainstream. Facebook, once for stalking your potential slam piece, is now a tool used to spread mass disinformation and contributes to extreme polarization of society. Yeah, and I guess the internet's Saturn return um, I think it's going to show us what needs to be improved with the web, especially social networks and social media. And I think as something that's been pretty non-regulated, we can expect there to be a lot more restriction on what you can and can't say and even rules on how you can use them or share content. I mean, in our Firefest episode, we talked about influencers finally having to disclose when they're getting paid to promote brands. But the latest regulation on the horizon is influencers being required to know when they're using Facetune or body morphing apps, which 
would be a super positive development. I mean, considering all the negative self issues stemming from like doctored photos in terms of like all the transits that kind of go into this we uh mars retrogrades to me stood out as a huge theme especially mars retrogrades ruled by mercury um there's uranus which is the disruption and dismantling of power and rebellion and like technology retrogrades which are often painted as a handicap this is like a huge thing i think is that they're just not a handicap it's just like loud it's swift it's stories existing either within short timelines or broken timelines only to be picked up back later when like you kind of least expect it unless you're tracking retrogrades um <laughs> and uranus opposite mars which is mania conspiracy theories and like just wanting things to be like exposed but like kind of like doing it rashly or you know, maybe not thinking. And then Mercury, which is like the theme of intelligence, Mercury ruled planets, seeming these stories together about these like huge, like communication and themes of our life. Uh, can you remind us what you said about 2022 potentially being another big year for anonymous? Yes. Well, so the uh, Gemini will retrograde it, or Mars will retrograde in Gemini again, which it did at the um, offset of when they, they first trolled Scientology. Ooh. Mm. And so I don't know what will like come of it. I'm, I'll be like looking myself, but just a nod to anyone else who wants to check it out. Come up anyone with some want theories, to take, anyone want to take a bet on like who they're going to go after next? Like what's the, what's the like next Scientology type of thing that they might go after? It might not even exist yet, but. I, don't, I mean, I know some people predict, but I just feel like it's so hard to predict because that's the energy, but like you don't know how it's going to manifest. For sure. Also, Mercury is retrograding in Gemini that year, although it's not coinciding. I think that'll be interesting. Mm, interesting. Yeah. I mean, we're definitely on the precipice of another internet revolution. I'm excited. I'm here for it. It definitely needs to be a a better place, like end of story. But um, considering this is a pop culture podcast, we would not be doing our due diligence if we didn't do an episode about the Kardashians. So stay tuned for next week when we do a deep dive into America's most famous family and their impact on the modern culture of fame. And please leave us a five-star review and subscribe on whatever podcast platform you listen to. And follow us at Allegedly Astrology on Instagram and Reddit and at Allegedly Astro. Note the difference on Twitter for more news or if you want to book a chart reading. You can also find Dana on 4chan under the the (laughs) username Anonymous Astrology. (laughs) Okay, bye.